This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. To Quinfinity and beyond. Queensland Raceway's new owner reveals his plan to bring back supercars. Bathurst Blitz, we hear from the six-hour hero. COVID complications, who's next? Plus, supercars future at the Grand Prix and Sandown. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. The biggest investor in Australasian motor racing is Scotland-born entrepreneur racer Tony Quinn. He is the largest shareholder in Supercar Super Team 888 and he owns Queensland Raceway plus New Zealand tracks Hampton Downs, Taupo and Highlands Park. Quinn also owns the Aussie Racing Series and sponsors teams through his local legends beef jerky snack brand. The Gold Coast based BizWiz is also a late life racer competing in Porsche Carrera Cup and Australian GT with distinction. Yes, he's super rich and can afford to indulge in his passion for racing. But Quinn cares. He bought Queensland Raceway to make it much better and has already substantially improved the Ipswich tracks facilities. Quinn has upgraded the pit lane and paddock with more improvements to come. He's added shade to spectator areas and installed lights. And as he reveals to Parked Up Plus, he's working on bringing supercars back to QR as soon as next year. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, uh, you know, I've had a few quiet conversations, um, but, you know, they're, they're a new business now. They have to work out what they're doing. Um, they've got plenty of options, I'm sure. But it would be good to get them back there um, because it's, it honestly is a V8 heartland, that whole area. Is, would be very well supported and I believe in the past it was one of their you know, profitable rounds so we'd welcome them back yeah for sure. As soon as next year? Oh next uh, as soon as not next week but as soon you know we're there whenever they want to come basically you know and, and um, I, I haven't even discussed what the deal would be but they'd be most welcome. As a major player across the Tasman Quinn is open to supercars switching from Pukekohe to Hampton Downs. The problem with the New Zealand gig at the moment is that the, the money side of it resides in Auckland. And although Pukekohe is only 20 minutes up the road, it crosses the border, which gets money from Auckland. Waikato, where Hampton Downs is, has been slightly jaded by the Hamilton Street race. So, you know, there's not the same financial assistance, but... However, um, you know, we would we would talk to them openly about whatever opportunities lay ahead, and you know we have such a good reputation in New Zealand as a venue um, from all sides of authority that um, you know it would may be surprising what support we might get to have a V8 race there. Locally, Quinn confirmed he'll switch to a Mercedes AMG in GT3. Yeah, well, I was forced to sell the Aston and buy a Mercedes because of Triple Eight, uh, so that arrives in July. But look, everybody needs to know that this is n this has never been and 
definitely isn't a career move for me. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the spoils of my work. And last week I did the um, Outback Trail for seven days in the Dakar truck. I loved it, loved every minute of it. This, this here, the Carrera Cup, this is a tough field of good drivers, but they just need to settle down. They just need to take one step back and there's too much dramatic stuff, desperate stuff at the beginning of the race that they just need to behave themselves a wee bit and, and focus on whatever they're trying to do. I'm just focusing on going round and round and not being last. If I'm last, I'm retiring. Quinny more than held his own in the Bathurst six hour, combining with Grant Denyer in a lurid Mustang GT to finish eighth outright and win their class. To the Bathurst six hour, and it was an epic enduro. Winners Tom Sargent and Cameron Hill, both stars of the future, drove back from 63rd on the grid in an extraordinary effort in their BMW M2. They were relegated from pole to near last because of a minor technical infringement. Regardless, they drove through the field and Hill ran down Tim Slade in the closing stages to score a fairy tale victory. Afterwards, reigning Porsche Carrera Cup champion and Triple Eight Super Two protege Hill spoke with Grant Rowley. After the disappointment of yesterday, starting 63rd on the grid and to drive through and and win the race, and and I had to put a move on Slady at Skyline in the last stint. I just I just can't imagine a a more perfect day here at Mount Panorama. The team were just incredible. The pit stops were absolutely on point. They were under pressure. We had a green flag pit stop at the end for tyres and um, man, they just nailed it. And, and Tom as well, just since some sensational driving. Like, I'm just so proud of this team. We didn't think we were gonna make it here about a month ago and, and now we're on the top step of the podium. Grant also talked with runner-up Tim Slade, who had a big weekend driving in both TCR and the six hour. Tim Slade, you got to compete for the very first time in TCR, a late replacement for Fabian Coulthard. What were your thoughts on the experience? Yeah, definitely um, last minute call up, thrown in the deep end from, from Woolley. Uh, he gave us a buzz Wednesday night and said, look, I know you're doing the, the six hour, but um, you know, would you want to do double duties? One of one of my guys has, uh, has got COVID, so um, I said, oh, you probably want to know straight away, don't you? So I said, I'll ring you back. So five, 10 minutes, I thought, oh, why not? Um, you know, I hate passing up opportunities and, and Wally, uh, you know, runs a good show. So um, yeah, I guess I, I came into the weekend with no real expectations, having not driven the car before. I did have a little bit of prior experience driving um, a TCR car at Winton a couple of years ago and a bit of a few races with dad in his XL. Um, so it wasn't a complete shock, uh, you know, a front-wheel drive car because they are chalk and cheese compared to a, a rear-wheel drive car. But I knew it was going to be hard to get up to speed, you know, at a challenging track um, as it is here at Bathurst. But I was happy, you know, with the progress that, that I made and um, qualifying fifth was, was good. Um, and then, yeah, the hard part after that was just getting the, the start procedure right. Um, that's it's a bit, it's not super complicated, but biggest thing is probably just the clutch feel is, is massively different so it took me until the last race to kind of get that right um, little mechanical drama in the second and then um, yeah I, I uh, had a little um, assisted uh, 
spin off off the track in the last one. So obviously not the the ideal results that we're chasing, but um, I think speed wise it was uh, pretty much all we could ask for. Is it something you'd like to put your hand up again and, and do it again in the future? Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we're all probably pretty much the same. If, if I'm going to do, like, I, I want to race as, as much as possible, but I want to I want to be able to do it properly. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be cool to fit something else in um, with, you know, obviously my, my supercar commitments. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be cool to, you know, actually... Um, Get some laps before you you go to the race meeting, but um, yeah, I, I still had a had an awesome awesome uh, time this weekend, and thanks to Wally for the opportunity and Stan Sport, and uh, yeah, feel sorry for Fabs. <laughs> I know I know what it's like to be sitting on the sidelines, not not full time for a year, and you really really look forward to obviously every every outing you can get. So feel sorry for him, but yeah, we'll just see what happens in in the future, and if if anything pops up. Slade certainly in fine form with his Mount Panorama podium following a strong weekend at Albert Park. He was the top scoring Ford driver in his cool drive racing Mustang. And looking ahead, he has strong thoughts about where the team's emphasis should be. Being a single car team, uh, you do get to control your own destiny, but there is, there is its disadvantages as well. Do you hope that Tim and the team do decide to ramp it up and bring a second car in. They've spoken about that a lot. Can it happen? Who knows? But do you want it to happen? No. <laughs> no, I just feel as though until we can run one properly and have an excess of good people, I don't think there's any point running a second car. We're still, you know, a bit off. Um, I guess maximising um, our, our, our team as it is now, like pit stops is a big thing we need to need to work on. A, just get the equipment right, and then B, you know, we we still fly away, you know, extra people to do the pit stops, and they they're not Melbourne based, so we can't do training in the workshop. We've been looking for a number one mechanic for over 12 months now, and, and still haven't really got anyone that uh, that we want. So I think as I. I feel as though people was going to be the hardest part in running a second car. To me, I don't feel as though there's any disadvantage doing what we're doing now, um, other than you know potentially just a permanent pit crew. You obviously have to have more people for, for two cars, and then you would have a permanent pit crew. Uh, and I don't know. I, I just I, I like the, the the small team. I like not having a teammate. Um, and yeah, I can just hang out with with my mate uh, Tim Blanchard on the weekends. Uh, and so yeah, um, I'm personally, I you know, I, I think, I, I mean, the, the other thing too, going to Gen Three, I, I feel as though it's probably an advantage as well, just being a, a smaller single car team. Um, obviously, it's a massive change, and I feel as though to do two cars with the Gen Three change as well would be like just a mammoth workload. So. If anything, you know, us compared to, you know, a four-car Tickford or BJR, um, you know, having to build four new cars, spare car, spares, you know, I think there's only really one major carryover bit from the existing cars to the Gen 3 cars. It's going to be a massive workload, and I think um, if we just kind of concentrate on doing one car properly, I think it, it can be an advantage for us in, in first year of Gen 3. More after this short break. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. 
Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. In Supercars news, the V8s will be at Albert Park as a championship round for a few more years yet. Melbourne's F1 deal is through 2025 and Supercars is looking to at least match that. Supercars Supremo Shane Howard also confirms that Sandown has at least another two years on the schedule. Top of my head, I think we've got a couple of years left here. You know, I mean, um, you know, we're very happy to to be the primary support category here, um, and uh, yeah, we've got a great relationship with the with the corporation, and um, you know, hopefully, we'll be here for uh, many many more years to come. And Sandown's been back in the news. Yeah. It's now clearly got a limited life. Yeah. This year, is that the last of the existing deal, or? Where are we at with them at the moment? No, uh, we've, we, you know, I think Sandown's got a couple more years left in it, and we'll, we'll you know, we, we are look forward to being there you know, for the, those events. Yeah. They do, do they have a deal for next year? Yes, they do. That's part of the, so yeah. part of the current deal, yeah. at yeah, least yeah. till next year? Yes, they, yes, they do. Yeah. While we're all learning to live with COVID-19, the virus is still causing disruption in sport. Motor racing has been less affected than, say, AFL, but more have been temporarily sidelined than you might think. Recent high-profile victims forced into self-isolation are Shane Van Gisbergen and Fabian Colthard. They're not alone. COVID hit DJR a while back, and more recently, Triple Eight as well. Many more in and around racing have caught the virus. Luckily, its effects limited by high levels of vaccination. No one is immune. I succumbed last week and am recovering quickly. COVID is not going away, and with its prevalence, sooner than later, a supercar's driver is bound to miss around. Until the pandemic ends, if it ever does, it's a risk we're all going to have to live with. Amid the excitement of the Bathurst Six Hour, here's Grant Rowley with his wrap-up of the weekend's racing. It was a high-tech oils Bathurst Six Hour that had more sweetness than a gooey cream egg. After having their pole position stripped after the stewards found a ride height infraction, BMW M2 drivers Tom Sargent and Cameron Hill ripped through the field to find themselves in a winning position at the final pit stop. Their ace was changing the two loaded side tyres in their final stop. It dropped them in behind Tim Slade and Brad Carr in their BMW M3. But with superior grip, Hill was able to slice past in a daring move at Brock Skyline. Here's how Stan Sport commentator Richard Crail captured the moment. Slade and Carr would go on to finish second in their BMW, while Nick Perkett, Shane Smolin and Rob Rubis were third in their M4 example. In the super cheap auto TCR Australia series, Peugeot GRM driver Aaron Cameron won two of the three races, 
while Bailey Sweeney took Saturday afternoon's race two win, his first in the competitive class. After a difficult start to the season, Cameron has bounded to fifth in the standings and is eyeing a continued progress in his Peugeot. Yeah, it was sublime weekend. We absolutely killed it in qualifying, all, all the Peugeots, and yeah, get race one and race three, it was grouse. Gets our sort of championship sort of a bit back on track and uh, see what we can do for the rest of the year now. Do you start thinking about championship now? I know after Simmons Plains, you might not have been feeling as confident, but now it's, uh, it's it seems like it's all heading in the right direction. Yeah, certainly better. There's uh, still uh, there's a long way to go, so you don't discount it. But yeah, there's still a long way to go to try and catch Tony D, and he's sort of Mr. Consistent. So yeah, we'll see what we can do. Honda's Tony D'Alberto continues to lead the series, and despite not recording one top five result over the Bathurst weekend, he bumped his series lead up to an impressive 37 points. Yeah, it was definitely a big struggle. I mean, our BOP wasn't on our side this weekend um, from the success we've had earlier in the year, but Bathurst just doesn't seem to suit the Honda. Uh, we were pushing as hard as we could, and uh, yeah, while 6th and 7th doesn't sound very good, it's basically all we had. So, um, And, you know, we stayed out of some trouble as well, but we just weren't quick enough to really challenge. Losing about a second uh, in the first sector alone, so it uh, makes it pretty hard. So you weren't talking about championship after two rounds. Will you talk about championship after three rounds? Four to go. Yeah, I mean, we're not even halfway yet, but it's nice. I, I, we came to Bathurst with a two-point lead, and now we're 40-plus. So um, it's nice and healthy, and it's uh, in the right direction anyway. So I think Sydney Motorsport Park will be stronger for us. BOP will certainly be better. Um, so hopefully we can have a chance of actually fighting for some... Uh, podiums or some Rick Kelly race wins. <laughs> that one's for you, Connor. In other mountain racing, Nathan Hearn was unstoppable in the Turtle Wax Trans Am Series, taking all three race wins. Tim Brooke qualified on pole but couldn't match Hearn's race pace. Brooke, Ben Grice and Owen Kelly shared the podium results. While the leaders took home the trophies, a nasty incident on Conrod Strait left John Hollinger licking his wounds after contact with Sean Richardson. Bollinger was catapulted into the air and survived the 270 kilometer per hour torpedo. And on the other side of the planet, the NASCAR Cup Series ran its second ever dirt race around Bristol. In a heartbreaking finish, Tyler Reddick was only one corner away from his maiden cup win until Chase Briscoe tried a bold slide job at the final corner, spinning both drivers out. Like a thief in the night, Kyle Busch passed them both to score the win. This is Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus. Finally, we talked about Tony Quinn earlier. He says what he thinks, consequences be damned. Quinn dropped the C-bomb and the F-bomb live on Stan Sports coverage at Bathurst. It's back to you. See the... No, you can't see because fat are in the way. But there's, there's quite f***ing... Got a bit of camber on there, right? No, but see the shades quite like that. No, not eloquent, but entertaining nonetheless. It was crass, but not offensive. Quinny is a character, and his colourful language certainly didn't phase Stan's sport interviewer, Molly Taylor. That's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and Tony Delberto on Thursday for more discussion and debate on local and international racing. I'm Mark Fogarty. 
Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 